0: All right. We got a treat today. Yeah, we do. It's uh coming from the East Coast. California. Wait, West Coast. West could, Coast. It's like left and right for me, man. I'm terrible at this. <laughs>
1: Plus Mitch <laughs> may or may not have already been drinking beer before we even started this one. This is true. This uh, one's this one's real interesting,
0: so um Crowns and Hops Brewing. I've I've had my eye on them for about a year now and I've been wanting some of their beverages for months now how did you how did you come into this well uh, I guess I really really learned about them during 2020 but um, when we first started doing our recordings right uh, for the foamy heads I was doing a lot of uh, reviewing what breweries could we get our hands on in California thanks to our connection with the Black Tuesdays yep jason thank you jason oh yeah <laughs> and uh that's one of those things that uh this is one of the breweries that popped up that's brand new i don't know how new but to <laughs> me there's brand new and a year ago they were even newer so yeah um anyway crowns and hops <clears throat> dope logo and their beers look delicious and finally there's a website i was able to use there's many out there now they they get you know a lot of these websites and services came up through 2020 but Mm -hmm. uh i was able to get a beer delivered to me and i am absolutely excited to have a ipa of a sort from yes
1: crowns and hops brewing based out of inglewood california so all the way on the west coast this is there so they 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 produced a, a bplb beer black people love beer brown people love beer it's an all-inclusive you know Mm -hmm. that's that's what i like about these guys is the fact that they're not just sticking with one ethnicity they're kind of they're showing like everybody loves beer it's the the whole point is to be an inclusive brewery they created an ipa called bplb and then this that we are drinking today is the double hazy india pale ale version of it so 8.5 percent brewed with el dorado hops mitch you know, I love Eldorado hops, Yes. Montuca hops, and is it's uh, Sabro, it's got an addition of Sabro hops with it as well, which from what we were reading, of course, we didn't have the original BPLB, but the original BPLB beer did not have the inclusion of Sabro hops. Mm. The Double Hazy IPA, which is what we're enjoying today, has that inclusion of the Sabro hops as well, in addition to the Montuca hops and the Eldorado, which is one of my favorite hops um currently Mm. and and i'm really excited i just to be honest i know nothing about these guys yeah um you know we we've we're doing our research as you know before we decide to start drinking a beer but i'm excited to get into something
0: like this and especially it's not something that we can typically get here that's right yeah we don't get see any of them unless people bring them in and uh I, I just to talk about the can art real quick it's a metal can with a label slapped but that label has some uh amazing typography hops it it's uh the fonts on it are beautiful the kerning is on point they've got uh, I it, it's hard to explain without just showing you the picture and taking it piece by piece but they put a whole little story on the side here should we read through that go for it yeah all right so it's got the crowns and hops logo up top and it brings you another title saying Hazy Double India Pale Ale. Then it tells you it's brewed with El Dorado, Moteca, Moteca, Motica, and Sabro Hops, a.k.a. Hip Hop and Hooray. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, by now you know that the combo of El Dorado and Motica Hops equals dopeness in a can. For this BPLP, uh, BPLB remix, we give you a double IPA with the addition of Sabro Hops for that dank power punch without losing that tropical juiciness we all love in hazy IPAs BPLB and they put in parentheses black and brown people love beer was created six years ago they're not as new as no, I thought I
1: thought they were a newer newer brewery on the block but apparently they've been around for a minute
0: yeah this was uh, this format was brewed six years ago hmm. and out of the noticeable lack of black and brown people in the craft beer community today BPLB has become a global movement and a catalyst for change in the craft beer industry own your authenticity i love it and uh, you can find more of this of their posts and whatnot from uh hashtag own your crown and this is from t.o hunter and benny ashburn founders of crown and hops
1: that's awesome i was looking through their instagram site and they've got tons of content just on their website and on their instagram page um the the shirts that they have i just love their swag i love Uh, their 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 hats their shirts just their logos their their sayings everything that they have is just it's amazing i like the fact that number one they're including its diversity all around right it it represents what the craft beer community is supposed to include but in addition to that they're owning yes their own diversity as well
0: and their own their own people i just remembered a key piece of information that brought their name to my, I guess, uh, vision or whatever. Uh, trigger mics killer or, killer. Tr- or, or trigger, trigger warning with killer Mike. Fuck. yes. <laughs> Sorry, killer Mike. yeah. But yes, trigger warning the series, tr- god, uh, yeah, two beers kind of do does me in, doesn't yeah, it? It does, anyway. Uh, that series brought in the whole idea of supporting black owned business on Fridays, mm-hmm. and I've uh, made it a point that if I can and I will spend that dollar at black owned businesses that i know about nice and there was a nice super nice effort for at least a month four to five weeks of people promoting black business and who uh, who owns them where to go and spend your dollar and uh they came up that's how i learned about them nice that's exactly how i learned about them they're a black owned craft beer brand and brewery out of california inglewood i'm excited dude crowns and hops. Let's see what these guys are up to. Damn, look at that head. I love it. Ah. <laughs> this is awesome. Yeah, this is great. I was a little bit
1: aggressive with the pour cuz I wanted to see if I could get like the yeah. the uh, the nose to come out like the aromas. Um initially so we we popped it open we're we're sitting a good few inches away from our glass probably a little bit more than a foot um i can smell a little bit of it Mm. you know it's i think that the the nose just straight off the bat is it's not super punch in the face but you can definitely tell it's a on top of it being a hazy ipa you can definitely tell that it is a double um it's got that heavier smell than what you normally experience in a in a single IPA or just a regular IPA, the eight and a half percent, I'm sure, adds a little bit of that sweetness to it. That's coming through on the nose. Um, so I'm really looking forward to get into that 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 flavor profile. The head retention,
0: yeah, just dude.
1: looking at the foamy
0: head God, on the beer. This is one foamy head. If you couldn't pick that up already, <laughs> it's a very foamy head. It stays, Mitch. It does. I
1: like it. I, I, I like the fact that and we've we've said this before, but when we're talking about protein count you know, in the head retention and that a good beer that's got a healthy protein count is going to keep that head retention on there. And it's going to lock in that flavor, too. When you're pouring it, you know, aggressively, even as we just did, the hop aromas are starting to come out and the and the beer is starting to, to go through the glass and mix. But mm-hmm. that, that foamy head is locking in a lot of that flavor and it's giving you the smell. But at the same time, it's keeping things down. So I very much appreciate that. And this is a good looking beer it's a good smelling beer it's a good looking beer it's
0: not you cannot see through it very easily no yeah speaking of that i'm lifting it up it's hazy yeah
1: absolutely very hard to see through um i can't i can't necessarily see through it at all this is by for me would be a west coast i or new england style ipa you know because it's double and it's super hazy um eight and a half percent oh hazy double ipa okay it said it right (laughs) on the
0: can i didn't even see that and this was oh look canned on december 2nd okay so this has a little bit of age to it not a whole lot but you're getting it from the west coast at the same
1: time yeah so it's had to travel here also you know a lot of a lot of breweries as they're canning it they won't necessarily they won't able to get them distributed as, as quickly as i'm sure they want to because ipas are best enjoyed. As fresh as possible. Yeah. Oh, look! Thank goodness it's vegan. Oh, okay. Vegan <laughs> beer. Who would have thought? You, go. <laughs> you know what, though? That's an interesting point. I've got a I've got a friend of mine who is a vegan, uh-huh. and and he's actually educated me on this process. But it's not the ingredients in the beer, uh-huh. but it's actually the, the the materials that are used. help filter the beer so when they're Mm. filtering a beer are they using animal byproducts and the materials that are used to help filter the beer is what determines actually whether a beer is vegan or not that was something new to me i
0: learned it just now (laughs) (laughs) yes you did i just thought it was one of those labels i was like hey fat free but not really can yeah. like you buy some when you buy
1: some firewood at the local supermarket and it says it's organic, yeah. USDA organic, yeah. like it's fucking firewood. Who that's cares? that's the main point, yeah. yeah. Organic, thanks.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But curious, I guess all California breweries have to label their stuff even more adamantly than usual. But this is the new progression. You've got independent label, the vegan label, the California label, and a QR code. A now. QR code wonder what if we scan that we'll need to get into that later yeah, we'll do that while drinking the uh the smell is kind of floral to me yep it's floral a little bit a little dank mm-hmm. not too much i'm suspecting some juiciness from uh-huh. this one Just, i think so too it's that smell that you can almost smell it uh, it's got a thickness yes should we dive in let's do it all right
1: Man, that is juicy. You're right. Sweet, thick. Like, really, you called it. You said you're expecting some almost thick sweetness, Mm -hmm. and that's exactly what this is.
0: This is way better than expected, but it does have, like, a little sweet lift Uh that sticks around for a while. Almost like how honey would do. But I know this isn't honey, but it's it sweet. sticks to the back of your throat like it's mm-hmm. it stays with you. It's got
1: that, and we've we've mentioned this before. You know, like Nashville's own bearded iris has a very unique. Flavor in their IPAs and when you drink it it's that it's so juicy and Mm. so thick it just stays with you on the back of your throat a little bit I'm picking up not necessarily on the bearded iris flavor but I'm getting that consistently that consistency that stays on the back of your throat as you're drinking
0: it I can definitely agree to that that is very prominent 8.5% Uh, Amped up double IPA version of the
1: Crown & Hops original flagship, BPLB. um, Available in the Bay Area. We're lucky enough. Mitch Mm -hmm. was able to score some for us. I'm reading their untapped description. Beer is built around the same hop combo, which is El Dorado and Matuka hops, as the standard Gravity version, which was their single, apparently from six years ago. But also introduces the new Sabro hop to the mix to offer even more delightful contemporary dank mm. hop character so i wonder if the sabro hops that's new to me i'm not I, I haven't had too many sabro hops but i wonder if the dank profile that i'm picking up of is due to the sabro hops i
0: wonder man we're getting assaulted by this new hop mm. i mean it's been since uh, end of december for me but almost every week i'm reading about a new beer that's using sabro hop mm. and the ones we've been drinking every once in a while there's a Sabro in yep. the mix, so I'm curious what I'm. I want to know more about this Sabro hop. It's becoming super standard. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. If there is a word for that, but.
1: and we don't know much about it though. <laughs> yeah, like you know, it's Citra is very clean and it's mm-hmm. very um, bright and it's very easy drinking. Like it's very fresh. Um, El Dorado hops for me are kind of like that. It's a little bit spicier, not peppery, but a little bit spicy, but very. Um, it's not just super mellow and sweet it's Mm -hmm. just it bites you when you're drinking it it's very aggressive as you're drinking it um and i get that a little bit in here but the the sabro hop is adding according to the description here adding some dank hop character to it i wonder if the sabro hops is a little bit more of a dank flavor profile something i'll have to look into because i don't know anything about sabro hops
0: yeah that's a interesting thing i'm I, you know, I almost wish we could buy dime bags of hops so I can whip it, chew on it, and, you know, smash it up a little bit. Well, that's the beautiful part
1: about having single hop beers. That's is true. A lot of times when you create a single hop IPA, they only use that one hop, and it really truly does allow you to experience the flavor of that individual hop. I remember when I first had my very first Eldorado single hop IPA it was at a brewery called Bramari Brewing in Asheville North Carolina they're relatively new at the time I had never had Eldorado hops and I saw it was an IPA only brewed with Eldorado hops when I took a sip of that I knew immediately what Eldorado hops taste like
0: interesting so
1: being okay. able to have a beer that has a single hop I think would very much benefit us because we would be able to determine what that hop tastes like. Maybe we need to start finding an IPA that's single hop with Sabro so we can understand it a little bit more.
0: Yeah, that, that's an interesting thing. Uh, that, that's the only way I learned about Citro was a Citro-only hop. and mm-hmm. The flavor profiles stick with you as long as you stay up to date yep. by drinking. Uh-huh.
1: <laughs> There's so many hops out there, it's easy yeah. to forget what they taste like.
0: Yeah, it is. I, I, I loved being able to put my hands on hops. So the only time I've been able to do that was at Craft Brewed back in the day, mm-hmm. which they don't have the home brewer section.
1: No. Anymore. they used to. You're right. I didn't even think about that. They used to have the home brewer section where you could pick out the hops you could pick out the barley yeah uh the wheats you could buy everything and you could you could understand exactly what you were looking
0: for before you picked it up and that's where the idea of a dive bag came from you could you could bring your own bags in you know you could mm. make your own selection and purchase it by i think it was by the weight but i think there was a minimum at least you had to do right okay but you could at least experience everything before you bought it kind of smell wise and it had descriptions and whatnot is super helpful if you were curious about brewing at home and it had the staple hops so i don't know it's one of those features that i miss it's a it's now just a dining hall yeah I mean, it looks very nice, and they have food now. So, yes. I mean, it's a full one-stop shop. Buy, I'm sure, drink, I'm sure an
1: upgrade you know, yeah. all around, but I do miss the whole homebrewing yeah. aspect because that, that creates one less space, one less spot that you can support locally mm. when you're trying to brew your own stuff. Right.
0: Man. Oh, well. That brought back some nostalgia, man. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> man. Um,
1: Getting into this one a little bit more, I guess we're kind of... So we're, we're splitting the can today, so it's actually going a little bit faster than anticipated. Um, but I, I've noticed that... And this is weird for me because most IPAs, as they warm, the flavor profile changes a little bit. Maybe that's happening a little bit here, but I don't notice too much of a deviation from when we first popped it open. Mm-hmm. It's still sweet, it's still slightly dank yeah. um, and it's still very juicy and it still stays on the back of your throat just like when we first poured it a few minutes
0: ago. Yeah, I feel, my mouth feels lathered by mm-hmm. every everything in it. It's a, uh, the taste sticks around. Um, every, it's almost like when you eat bitter chocolate, you have that bitterness linger. That just stays with you. Yeah, Yeah. I like it man. It's a smooth too. There's no real there there is a light bite, but mm-hmm. it, it it smooths out. Yeah, absolutely. I think that that sweetness at the end,
1: you know, as you're drinking it, there's the potential that it's gonna come back and kick you in the face a little bit and that hops are gonna come back and just really hit you hard, but then it just mellows out at the end really fast mm. with that sweetness and that thick profile. So, I mean, I'm, I'm impressed. This is the first and only we've had, at least I've had. Yeah, and I've not had one either. Okay, from Crowns and Hops. Yeah. And I'm very interested in trying more. Maybe we can try to get some more out here on the East Coast because California just is not in the stars right now Yeah, from a travel standpoint thanks to the pandemic that we're currently going through. Uh, another year... Probably. Kinda thought twenty twenty one was gonna start off better, but I guess <laughs> I should learn that you just can't hit the reset switch no. once the first of the year rolls over and everything is better. It's kinda has to fade away. It'll get better. Yeah. I feel like it's a little bit better now than it was, you know, during the last half of twenty twenty. It's definitely a lot better than March and April yeah. of twenty twenty when everything was locked down, but we have to continue to be vigilant until we squash this thing. Yeah. And that requires everybody being a little a little bit more patient and a little cautious and for us that means no traveling to california if we mm-hmm. can avoid
0: it yeah it's it's another year man mm-hmm. uh, it's already started off escalated from the last yeah <laughs> 2021's one upping the 20 so i almost uh, want to jump into 2022 at this point yeah i mean it, it, it's a bunch of shit uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Well, to summarize, my glass is empty. Yeah, dude. Yours uh, is just about gone. It's about gone. I guess we should go ahead and summarize. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I really, they I'm jealous because while we were looking at their website, they have a Pilsner coming out. You, lo- you have a soft spot for Pilsners right now. Yeah, it, it seems lately. It developed, dude. Uh, I think I had, it was either 2019 or 2020 when mm-hmm. I had the A hopped. Dry hopped. Pilsner. Yeah,
1: I think it was the Hoppy. Was it the Hoppy Crisp from yeah, Southern
0: Grist? It was. Yeah, that
1: kind of what got you going, right? It got me
0: back into Pilsner. Yes. And that's a style that you cannot mess up on. You can only improve on. Anything less is a failure. So yep. it's just kind of, it's very particular. So uh, seeing them being able to produce a Pilsner or have, I really hope we can get our hands on it. <clears throat> I think it would be great uh, the eight Trills Pils is the
1: the pilsner that Crown and Hops puts together. Super excited to find, you know, to to have this. And thank you to Mitch for bringing this because this is a it's a great beer and I love the I love the message. I like the beer. Um I love what these guys are doing and we've only had one of their beers.
0: Yeah. Uh this just shows that they are uh they have so much more available <laughs> and they're serious about their passion. Very serious
1: um initially just opening it up and pouring it little bit on the you know the the smell that comes out initially when you're popping it open you know you didn't have to stick your nose all the way in it just to smell the beer there's a little bit that kind of came out the head retention was very healthy you know a big foamy head and it stayed bubbles weren't the tightest in the world but that's not necessarily a bad thing it's just the way the beer was brewed the head did stay Mm -hmm. you know quite a quite a little while um Super juicy looking. It was very hard to see through. Matter of fact, we couldn't see through it at all. Yeah, it was you know,
0: basically orange juice.
1: Yeah, it looked like orange juice. Yeah, it really did. I think that's a good. That's a good example. Um, and of course, the taste. You know, big ups to. Cr- <laughs> sorry let me interject <laughs> I think that says it all I don't even think we need to go any further you know eight and a half percent yes um, not too hoppy and, and a little on the sweet side but it wasn't overly sweet it, it perfectly balanced out the the Mm -hmm. hops with the 8.5 percent abv it was an easy drinking it was smooth drinking mitch if you had to rate this beer on untapped i'm putting you on the spot you didn't know i was going to do this but what would you rate this beer if you're going to put it on the spot are you Mm. is this a good better best is this something that you would have again do you want to try more from these guys kind of run it
0: down for us uh it's a solid four for me man yeah um it's i'm a fan of doubles and the basic kind of like hazy ipa Mm -hmm. triples are a little more trepidatious for me there's a word but uh the triples if they hit me too sweet i don't like them as much as my doubles or originals you know singles Uh, it's one of those things but this double means that single has to be good yeah I mean, this is probably just a little sweeter mm-hmm. uh, if I'm to assume what the previous originator model was. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's probably got a little bit sweeter uh, lift to it and it's probably a little more pungent, but it's a winner in my book. This Absolutely. thing's delicious yeah. and uh, I would drink it at home. I
1: constantly. agree. I 100% agree. I think um, for me, this is a four as well out of five. I mean, I think. I think the guys at Crowns and Hops just basically off the one beer that we've had today. Um, they know what they're doing. You know, they didn't just throw some hops in with some water and some some barley, whatever, and put it out and call it a beer. I, it seems like these guys have a passion for what they're doing. Yeah. Um, I love their message. I love their their merch, their swag. It just seems like they're not just
0: about beer, but they're about getting out into the community. They're solid all around. Yeah, uh, beer apparel the look that they got i love their personality just the simple crown is is amazing looking everything we we checked out the social media a little bit they're highly responsive it seems and they're super fun from to read about so uh props to crowns and hops i love it
1: i'm looking forward to having more from those guys um hopefully we'll be able to try to see if we can bring some over here but initially crowns and hops two thumbs up Definitely. in our book. I think this is something we're going to enjoy having um for many, many times to come. If you're not drinking beer, start drinking beer. If you are drinking beer, keep drinking beer. And if you've never had craft beer before, make sure there's a message behind it. And it seems like the people at Crowns and Hops are doing exactly that. They're not just drinking beer, but they're including a message in their story. And that's what the craft beer community is all about. So cheers to you guys over on the West Coast all the way from Nashville, Tennessee. Cheers to you, and we'll see you guys next time. Cheers.